0: We know it's yeah. bad out there, right? Yeah. And Scientists we could agree. call. I mean, it's we are not treating this planet well, mm-hmm. right? A mass extinction, though, if you depending on what definition you use, you're talking 75 percent of all life on Earth is going away now. But in geological mass extinctions, that can happen over 200 million years.
1: <laughs> um,
0: here I am. It is dramatic and drastic, what we're doing. Listen.
1: It's really weird, because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you in front of me, because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing?
0: <laughs> but there's still time. We could turn things around.
1: Writing to you now, or speaking to you now, from from paradise, pretty much, from a little little town, eh, pretty touristy town. Uh, que se llama Santa Teresa, Costa Rica, in Central America. Uh, I'm in this really cute place. I wish I could have a video or something, or photos, or so- something. But, uh, you know, this medium doesn't really allow for this. And most of the time, audio suffices. In this particular case, I feel like it's more of a video show. Could be more of a video show uh, of my current life situation. Uh, I I, I could go into, you know, with the surroundings and how I got here, and maybe I will, but let me just say, first of all, that on the show today, Is Megan Gross, uh, who is my martial arts coach, uh, you know, in the style of Jeet Kune Do, um, Bruce Lee's style of direct, uh, the the discipline of the intercepting fist or something like that. I believe that translates to, um, which I think sprung off of, you know, his kung fu training, but uh, was was also uh, also incorporated. Boxing and um, I don't know other other things. I think I'm sorry you if you hear that that's construction going on Which has been happening. It's a little bit annoying only a little bit, you know, how could anyone have foreseen? That they would be building a house Literally 20 feet behind my head when I'm sleeping um, And and they start work since it's so fucking hot here. They start work uh, at like I don't know five or six in the morning, something very early, and then they I guess they do that in the states too to an extent, and they stop work for the siesta, you know what I mean? Um, that's a party in the middle. Of the, no, <laughs> that's that's a, that's the break that they take when the sun is too hot when it's beating down, and they're just starting up again because it's like uh, about to be three. It's two thirty or three something. So they take like a couple hours break in the middle of the day. And I think they do that in most places where um, it gets really hot. Uh, so, but anyway, what I was saying about jiu So I think I think it's kind of that jiu is kind of the start of, um, you know, m- mixed martial arts (MMA) or something. I, that's my understanding. Anyway, that's that's what I what I'm a novice at. I'm a beginner, but it's something that that I've been, really been enjoying a lot. Sorry, they're they're like I think they're cutting metal with a with a rotating saw um, all day. They they're, they're doing this here, other than the siesta. So anyway, all right. So 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 how I got here? So uh, of course my first flight is delayed. You know this is the new the new way of the airlines is half the flights don't make it to where they're going on time or or at all sometimes. So um, my flight was delayed a, a, a little over an hour, so I missed my second flight I missed my flight to Costa Rica, so I got stuck in Houston. Some of you may have seen my tweets in regards to that um, but i, I uh, you know they put me up in this in this sort of uh, i don 't know like a two star hotel you know i'm I'm used to the nicer hotels, so it was a little grimy for me and it wasn't terrible i mean it wasn't terrible it was doable so i uh didn't sleep too much that night. Had to wake up real early for the flight. Woke up at six, and um, got that flight. That flight was relatively on time. Got got in, um, and I, I knew that there's a there's a bus leaving. I had done all this research to figure out how to get to this, this town, Santa Teresa, which is on the west coast, on the Pacific coast of Costa Rica. So like, I had done all this research online and figured out that, okay, there's this one bus that goes there that leaves twice a day. It leaves at 6 a.m. and it leaves at 2 p.m. And that's it, every day. So once they rebooked me on this new flight, the flight got in at 12.45. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, the airport, I had done this research as well. I'm like, with traffic, it's about 45 minutes. Could be 45 minutes. Without traffic, it should be 25 minutes to the, uh, to the bus station well what i did not take into account is when i came out of when i got off the airplane and everything and then i i i was walking out i, I forgot that there was going to be customs so that was like a huge line like i think some some jumbo jet had just come in with with like a shit ton of people so that that would have been like more than an hour of waiting in that line. I was like, oh, I'm going to... This is it. And then I see this guy. I was like, well, i just have to... In my mind, I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll stay... I'll like... I already bought a hotel room for the night before in San Jose. That's the thing. Um, like a really nice one that I was like looking forward to getting in, just relaxing in that nice hotel, and then leaving leisurely the next day on the bus. Well, because of the flight issues, that didn't happen. So I... um get, I, uh, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'll have to get one tonight. You know, I knew I was going to spend a couple hundred extra bucks on everything that happened because of the flight delay. But I was like, you know, I'm trying to stay positive. Just enjoy the trip. It's, it's a trip of leisure and like, you know, whatever. It's not going to break me a couple hundred bucks and maybe I'll get paid back from the airlines. Although I know they never do. Sometimes they do. Um, so, but what happened was, right as I, as I uh, was standing there thinking, okay, well, this, I'll, I'll just have to stay here tonight, I saw this guy, this uh, customs guy, you know, that was walking around, he was like fixing some, one of those um, rope barrier things. And I was like, you know, pardoname, señor, you know, with the utmost humility. You know, Se- señor, uh, uh, I am going to be stuck. You know, I, well, I try to say this in Spanish. I, as best I could I'm gonna be stuck in San Jose there's this you know my bus leaves for for Santa Teresa at 2 p.m and there's no other buses the rest of the day blah 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 is there any way that you could expedite me you know and uh, he takes pity I, unbelievable after the, after how the airlines had been in dealing with the TSA people at the airports for the last couple of days it was a beautiful breath of fresh air, this guy's like, he's like, okay, see you, man. You know, follow me. And and, and he leads me over to this, like, handicapped pregnant women line or whatever, like the, the, the shortcut line. And uh, he, not only that, but he stands around waiting for me to get through the line. There was, like, two people in front of me. And then he goes up to the agent and I hear him say that, you know, you know, este hombre viene a, a, a mi con, you know, tanto lástima. Y, you know, he, this guy comes up to me with, with such, such like uh, pity, you know, that, you know, he just seems so pitiful that I had to help him. <laughs> and he has a 2 p.m. flight and can, I mean, 2 p.m. Uh, bus and, you know, let, get him through real quick. What? This would never happen in the States. This would never happen in the States. And and uh, the guy is like super chill, the, the agent, stamps my shit, and he's like, okay, good luck, man. And, and that's it. I thanked both those guys profusely, uh, and I told the, the, the one guy who initially um, brought me over there, I said, uh, eres el mejor hombre. You're the best man, <laughs> and uh, that was that was that man. I I got a cab. I got to the bus. I you know you you got to ask mass questions. This is not a place where everything is kind of like demarcated and things like that. No one tells you shit about anything. So you got to just ask people. But people are super nice. So you know they they. Direct you there and if you know you, you, especially tr- you try to use you know the language I try to try to use Spanish and I'm getting better as I'm here more, but you know it's still it's still kind of rusty but uh, I, uh, I, I I asked this this Spaniard guy who I didn't know was a Spaniard at the time, but he was kind of in the same boat as me except that he could actually speak Spanish and uh, we ended up being like uh, bus buddies. Um, that's not like butt buddies, just just uh, friends, you know, for the bus ride kind of thing. Um, and he uh, he was a cool guy. He he was living in Panama, running his dad's hotel, from what I can understand. He Didn't speak a lick of English at all. But, um, you know, from what I can understand. And they, they have this. Fa- I, I, I much more appreciate the people that that dumb it down for me, but he didn't really do that. He would just go with his with his talk, and I, th- you know, I, I I'm I'm sympathetic because I feel like I do that in English. It's hard for me to dumb down my English. I think, um, being such a scholar and a wordsmith, no, not at all. Um, I, I uh, so I get it. So, but from what I can understand, he was living in Panama, running a hotel, and he was up here visiting his friend. Um, or he's coming up here to visit his friend in Santa Teresa. And later, I found out because I actually ran into them on the beach, him and his friend Lucas, um, and this beautiful Swedish girl. Maybe I need. Maybe a Swedish is what I need. Um, I I I I feel like that's a uh, that's a good look. Uh, I mean, you know, not always, and I I don't I, I'm not I don't mean like the blank slate, blank canvas, you know, all white, everything, but. I don't know, there's, there's something, there's, maybe that's a thing that I like. I don't know. But, uh, she was gorgeous. She was gorgeous. Uh, she was, you know, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, but that's what I've been doing, you know. So, I've been on the beach every day, just kind of wandering around. Now, you gotta be super careful, because, uh, and you, can you hear the tropical birds out there? I mean, it's, it's, everything is, trop- it's like 95 degrees out, it's insanely tropical, it's 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 hot. It's Schwitzy, and I love it. But you got to be real careful with the sun because it will burn you fast. So in the midday hours, um, you you really have to put on this the stuff. And I'm running out already. It's been three days. I have like two more two two and a half more weeks here. What am I gonna do? Well, if I need to, I'll buy some more at the store. But it's it, they, it's like twenty dollars for a little bottle here because they, they they know they can get you. Um because you need it. You need it. You, you burn fast and then you're fucked. Your whole vacation is fucked, right? So what else? What else? Well, I don't know. I've, I've t- I try to meet the people here. There's the, a lady that's supposed to clean every day here, which is kind of weirded me out because I don't know. I don't need it every day like that. I'm, I'm pretty neat uh, and I like to clean for myself. So I met her and I told her yesterday in, in, in the shroud of awkwardness, that I, I didn't think she needed to come every day, but I'd make sure that I told her boss, the guy that runs this place, uh, that she should get full pay. I don't know, you know, I, I, I don't think he's gonna, I don't think he's gonna uh, hose her for, for uh, because I said she doesn't have to clean my place. But, the, so the place that I'm in, okay, the place that I'm in is, it's a geodesic dome. I'm staying in a dome. I never thought this would be the case. I'd heard of these things. But that's where I'm at. It's it's uh, I'm I'm upstairs now, so I'm like literally standing in the center of a of a fucking Epcot Center sphere. It's wood. There are windows, lots of windows, lots of light. You don't need any lights during the day at all. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's just it's really cute. There's two of these uh, right now. There's an American couple staying in in uh, the other one. Some Brooklyn hipster kids uh, who seem real nice. Uh, Claire and Carl, which I realize are the same name, really, with the, just a couple letters switched, you know. Um, and there's another vacation home, and then the family that, that owns the place lives uh, half the time in that vacation home on the off-season, and on the on-season, they live in the basement of it. And they own a restaurant, which is in the front of all this stuff. So that's kind of the the uh, the flagship, is this restaurant... Uh, which is called Alma, which means soul, I guess, and it, they, it's it's like a I, I guess sort of like a sushi slash Thai kind of cooking, and he's the head chef Rodrigo, and I'm gonna I'll probably have him on next week. I asked him if we could do the podcast, and he said sure. So, but it's always awkward trying to get someone to do it that has no idea who I am and or have no idea what the, what it is, you know. But uh, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, if I can get him on here but he's very interesting he's a Chilean guy and uh moved moved here 12 years ago and um has just been living a simpler life ever since and uh he he has his whole family here his wife and it's, it looks like three kids so I haven't really met the kids you know they kind of just dart around from here to there they found like a black um bunny rabbit yesterday that they were playing with Wild rabbit, I think I don't know. Uh, so yeah, man, it, it's 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 chill here. I, other than that, I've been working on this record that I that I have been working on for a while with my friend Serengeti. I finally gotten a chance to kind of dig into. I've only done one song so far, but I've really dug in, and uh, I think it's I think it's close. Just mixing and stuff like that, and uh, I think I'm gonna. St- and I've been doing yoga every day. So every day I've been here so far, I've done yoga. Doing a little cooking. That's it, that's it really. Just trying to stay chill. I haven't really hung out with anyone, at all. Uh, I would. I, I met I met a really nice um, surfer yesterday. Also Swedish. There's a lot of Swedish down here. Swedish fish uh, down 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 here. I guess you know it's cold up there. It's dark up there. They come down here to uh, to to respite. So, but he was super cool. He told me all about. Surfing, that could have easily been a podcast, but I didn't have my recorder and it's too windy on the beach to talk. I could have invited him back to my place to do a podcast, but he probably would have gotten the wrong idea and he was twice my size. He was a Thor looking motherfucker. Very sweet. Very sweet. Um, Heinrich was his name, or Henrik, I can't remember. I think it was Heinrich, right? Heinrich is the name. Uh, he, is stereotypically enough, uh, is a logistics manager whatever whatever for ikea believe it or not um i was like let me get that employee discount uh i'll try to get that new fucking table that that red and white table um so it's chill though i've met several people in that capacity where i just kind of converse with them i, I like talking to the property manager or the the, um maintenance i guess guy you call him um whose name is donaldo uh he's sort of older he's maybe 10 years older than me maybe maybe 50 he could be 50 actually and it doesn't appear like he has a family or anything he kind of wanders the property fixing things building things he builds tables really nice like raw wood shit uh these tables that that I asked him what they call it in Spanish. Where basically it's just a sliver. It's just a sliver of a tree trunk, and they call it galletas. So, uh, 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 you know, mesa galleta or whatever, which is like a, a cookie, cookie table, because it's just a slice uh, of the of the tree trunk, and it's like a like a cookie. Um, and they're beautiful. They're beautiful. The things that he makes. So I've talked to him a bit. Again, no, you know, no English at all. But I, I really enjoy the, trying to use my Spanish. All right. This has been a real long intro. I should I should uh, l- let you guys get into this conversation with Megan Gross.
0: Okay. Okay. We're, I'm so, I'm
1: standing here with Megan Gross outside of of the gym that uh, she runs and I work out at, and uh, <laughs> she's having a glass of wine and. Um, she was just talking about... We were talking about marijuana for some reason because I told my doctor that I smoke weed uh, last week. And um, she was telling me about the, the history of the illegalization of marijuana, which I did not know anything about.
0: So my information comes from a book called um, The Emperor Wears No Clothes. Okay. And the history part that I wanted to share with you, and I think people should know about, is there was a guy, and I don't remember his name, but he had figured out how to make plastics using hemp oil. Okay. Well, meanwhile, another guy, whose last name was DuPont, figured out how to make uh, plastics from petroleum byproducts. dinosaurs. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So then it was kind of a competition there. And so the DuPont group and probably... Allies started sort of demonizing marijuana, and they called it. Um, oh, I think that's when. what Hmm, I guess that's when they were calling it. Was it marijuana? Because people knew it as the devil's cannabis. Leader. Oh, cannabis. Yeah, because it was medically prescribed. It was, you know, okay. the American Medical Association was for it, and then all this language started coming out about marijuana, and it's, you know, a drug that blacks and Mexicans use, and you don't want your kids using this. And then the with this campaign came some of those movies. Uh, right, the, in the thirties, people yeah, like yeah. jumping out windows and this is what happens. And, um, well, we don't have plastic made out of hemp oil. Now, right, right. That's right. We don't. Right. And so the American medical association was started going towards illegalizing it. Um, they were against it, Yeah, but they lost. And I don't know what other forces, maybe Rockefellers were involved also okay. in demonizing it. Always DNA the Rockefellers. And <laughs>
1: Generally the Rockefellers.
0: <laughs> but anyway, that's yeah. just a little, you know, that competition of yeah, so plastics it really are going to make some money for it, somebody. It came
1: down to our capitalist system and someone winning out and via them that. And then
0: manipulating xenophobia and using that as a means to get people afraid of it.
1: Interesting
0: and it was power it was a powerful tool i mean i know my parents generally you know they're pretty terror you know yeah that they, shit is like yeah, yeah
1: it's, you, you might jump out a window you, you know, know? You, you are frying your brain right yeah. right interesting well should we go inside Let's it's go cold inside as shit it is. we are walking through There's a thick blanket of snow out here and it's very icy we're going to be careful walking down this Just open all right so that was a bit about marijuana well um I guess, uh, first maybe we can just talk about this fighting shit and how you got into this stuff and, um, you know, and why.
0: Yeah. Well, for one, I know one driving force is that I was bullied as a child. Okay. And, um, and didn't have a way to defend myself, and just kind of closed in a lot. And basically, I just went to community, at the McKee Center here in Northside, there was a community class of Muay Thai, and I didn't know how to punch, I didn't know how to do anything. This was 2009, and uh, in the first class, this guy was a little unconventional. He was like, all right, you know, put in your mouth guard, and I'll put you against this girl, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, when she popped, she popped me in the lip and I was like, I got to learn this. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I got to. Something about you. I got to figure this it. out. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause I wanted to not get punched in the lip. Right. So,
1: so what, but why, why then when, when you're, you know, I don't know how old you were, but at, you're a full fledged adult yeah. at that point. Yeah you know, why, why, did why did you not seek something like that out earlier when you, if you were bullied as a kid, why not go? Do, do, I mean, karate was such a big thing when we were young. It was like everyone, like karate kid was out. And, right.
0: I mean, Oh, it's the whole journey of life. And when something comes up at that right moment, I think the right moment for me was I'd been doing yoga for so long, trying to ease tensions and stress regarding relationships and life and transitions. And, it wasn't doing it for me.
1: Okay. You need something was, more physical. I needed,
0: yeah. And once that came up, and it was my, my ex husband who suggested it to me, and he was right on. He with said, that. You need to fight. You need he to said, some... He just pointed out the class and okay. suggested it. Okay. And I was like, Yeah.
1: Because of what? Altercation? You guys would get into like yelling matches or something, you and know you could what? tell you were pent up?
0: Well, we definitely had tension, and yeah. obviously, as the ex husband, right? Sure. So, um, I would say definitely that, but it, it transformed. So when, so when that ended, I ended up going to this school, Jeet Kune Do, okay. also here locally, and um, that just broadened everything for me.
1: Okay. But, and what what did that do? Next? So this, this one class, you only did one, once?
0: No, I did it for a while. Okay. And actually, that instructor, he... Uh, he was very, see, I was about to start graduate school. I was about to quit my job. I was working at St. Rita School for the Deaf. Okay. And it was wonderful for the time that it was and when it was, but it was time to transition. My husband was working there, and we were getting in arguments all the time. And
1: In sign language?
0: Uh, no, it would be loud. But you language. Speak, do you speak sign language? I, I sign, yes, yeah. I do. I, I still, I volunteer interpret at the community council meetings. Okay, There's a okay. deaf man in our community, so I still get a little practice in. But Good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, there was all that transition going on. And my, my coach at the time, he was like, you just need to get in the ring. You've come so far, you know. You, I'm you're sorry,
1: your coach at the McKee Center, At the McKee saying? Center. Okay.
0: Yeah, suggested w- What was that? Was I there a compete. style that that was? It was Muay Thai.
1: Muay Thai, okay. Yeah. Which, which essentially is what MMA stuff is based it, on, exactly. right? Exactly. And okay. there's not
0: really Muay Thai competition, so you would do an MMA competition. Right. So he took me down to this place called Spears, in Elmwood Place, where you could just, you know, okay, they have a ring, and if somebody's in your weight class, they'll let you get in and see right. how you do. Right. Well, the person in my weight class was a 14-year-old wrestler, and I didn't have a ground game right. at all. A boy. A boy yeah. with his mom there. Right. And uh, he whooped my ass up one side, and down the other. I mean, he could. Wait, slam but he, me. Re- he wrestled
1: you too. Well,
0: it was MMA, right? Okay. So you could use whatever Anything style goes. you had. Oh Jesus! And I wasn't really. Yeah. On for punching this guy right you know what I mean so I was kind of playing around a little bit and boy he just went in for the the body slam and (laughs) I was 35 and that was five years ago I turned 40 this year so did uh, you have to
1: tap out like was it oh I tapped out
0: multiple times yeah yeah he'd get me in these crazy locks twisting my wrist up
1: yeah yeah I didn't have
0: any Jesus had he been had he been training that stuff for a while oh yeah yeah yeah. he was ready to go too he was ready to compete also but he had a lot more who knows? Who knows?
1: So that's when you were like, okay, well maybe I'm not trying that's to be in the ring exactly. about it. Exactly,
0: this can be a relationship for life, and yeah. that's when I joined the other class, and that was led by a detective and a retired cop. And
1: was that at Spears as well? It was
0: badass. No, that was here in Northside in a warehouse. Okay. Yeah, it's called Ultimate Warrior.
1: Okay, just some like yeah. some underground dungeon shit, much like this. Just much some, like
0: yeah, yeah, some people who want to share share the love. Yeah. For, the style of fighting, yeah. Bruce Lee's style.
1: So, and was that then when you learned the, the? I mean, like before that, it was pretty like roundabout and rugged, the styles? or
0: Yeah, I would say so.
1: Just kind of like go fight?
0: Yeah, with, you know, teaching you how to punch and teach, but it was definitely training for a ring situation, whereas Jeet Kune do trains you for the street situation, so.
1: What about that do you prefer?
0: About the street situation? Yeah. yeah. I feel more confident in the street. For example, Muay Thai. You know, you come in and you do it all barefoot, right? Yeah. Well, somebody gets me on the street, I'm like, hold on, I'm going to take off my shoes. Right. And, and then also, this, you know, uh, how you train for your space against your opponent. You know, there's no bounds in the street. So, you know, Bruce Lee would end a lot of his moves with kick him in the balls and run. And right. that's I like that. Right. You can't <laughs> run in a ring. Right.
1: You either tap or you don't tap. Right. Um. Okay. That makes. That sense.
0: That said, I want to learn it all. Yeah. It's gonna be a long life. So.
1: Yeah. So what? What? Um. So you started when I you you were thirty five when you started. I same here. I'm thirty five and that's when I started doing this stuff yeah. too. And I love it. I mean, I honestly, I feel like I could do it every day. Sometimes I'm like. Because when I come out of here, I just feel so fucking good. I'm just I like.
0: No, it's the same for me. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things in life that like can get that chokehold on you but yeah. here you whoop it out yeah just... definitely so they know you've been training here since august training with me
1: um yeah i mean i've mentioned i've mentioned going to classes yeah on yeah. multiple occasions i'm sure um I, I haven't really talked about what it is exactly i don't know how to talk about that exactly uh, we can try um, so well, but let's, let's, let's go back so when you first started to go to these Jeet G, G Kune Do classes you seemed to be nostalgic about it did you have an instant connection where you were like this is it this, this is like the style that most feels correct for me to learn right now
0: the man who was teaching this class I don't know how old he was but I know he was I would probably say upper 50s and he moved like a like a tiger okay. i mean he could leap he could whip he he was like shaft mixed with bruce lee okay like he could he was a he was so cop. smooth he's a detective Detectives. he's a okay. current detective i don't okay. even know his last name okay <laughs> <laughs> and then the person who's the retired cop who would train with us he just smooth and compassionate and it, and it was this form for me is I guess it's like people say everything is kung fu, right? Mm-hmm. Because this teaches you to relax your face, relax everything, right? Yeah. Everything has to be completely relaxed so you can unleash the whip.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and when did you when did when did this gym come about? Or when did that class end?
0: Closed in November twenty twelve. Okay. That was the end. And uh,
1: why did they why did they close it?
0: Uh they had stuff going on in their lives yeah. that they just couldn't keep it up anymore
1: yeah was that how many people were in that one was it like a lot of people or was it it like
0: fluctuate between like four and ten okay Yeah. yeah
1: and then what how did you get this spot
0: this was a gift this is A wild weird gift and it's basically because i had a friend who had this as his band space and sound studio and he was moving out west and he said hey you want to take it over and it just i thought yeah in your
1: in your mind you you initially thought like i could do this as a fighting space
0: I thought this could be a, a workout space, I mean, space I mean, yeah, now. That's what I meant. Yeah. And when he had it, he was he, paying 50 bucks a month. Right. And I was like, oh, I can swing that, get a couple. I wanted it to be a place for me and my friends to come and train. And I also wanted to train all my girlfriends how to whoop ass. Right. Just like how to do it. People have lives. You know, they can't always make it. They want to, you know, but yeah. it's not there. So I just managed to keep it going. Um,
1: but, and, uh what is it does it become to you in in in, in, in uh, di- you know and and how is it different than what you imagined it would be
0: well for me so my life right now i'm working on a phd i'm in my fifth year and it's a struggle i want to get into that and, too <laughs> right, because i don't know
1: that much about that and i want to know what it is but
0: and as a human i am kinetic i'm very yeah. physical yeah and so much for what i'm working on i'm sitting and uh And so for me, it's like the other end of that spectrum. So when I come here, all of that academic shit dissipates. Mm -hmm. And it's just me and the focus. It's me and my imaginary opponent. Mm -hmm. It's me in the street. It's something going on and there's physical things happening. I'm trying to coordinate different drills for us to do that will stimulate. I love being kinetic Mm -hmm. and leading others in being kinetic. Mm -hmm. And also training for a purpose, not just to get fit or whatever, but training for a skill.
1: Yeah. And you're good. You're a good teacher. You, I mean, I feel like from the day that I came in here to now, I feel totally different. Like, I feel like, you know, and I think a lot of that is just you're, you're very good at teaching. You have a, you have a, and, and, uh affinity towards it
0: well thank you and let me tell you that's one thing I did not expect I did not expect to be the teacher
1: yeah right because when I
0: first got this place first of all the landlord said well I don't know you it's not 50 bucks for you it's 100 bucks for you and I was like oh I'm on my stipend divorce single mom you know like okay 100 bucks a month I said well I called the people from my old school I said listen if you'll each chip in 20 bucks a month we'll each get a key this can be our training space because I still want to keep training with you guys right and they were gung-ho. That's how we, we transformed this place. We turned it into a dojo. We had painting days and work days. And everything in this place was manifested. Uh-huh. From somewhere, somehow it arrived here. And um, But then they kind of faded away. They had other things going on. Yeah. And so...
1: You were the last and one And then I standing. was like,
0: well, shit, i got to teach some other people how to do this so I can have some people to train with. Right, and right. you coming in at that perfect time when people were falling away. Was that that?
1: So last August was kind of when people were starting to fall off? Yeah. Okay.
0: And you remember, sometimes we'd have like five or six people. Yeah. You'd be going down to the park. We'd be yeah. doing different things. And yeah, it hasn't...
1: It faded out from there. Yeah. yeah. And we're <laughs> me and you pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and different people come in and out. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. But yeah. And over time, they will. I'm, I don't... I'm not trying to promote her or anything because I don't right. know what I could even handle, So, right. but I would love to have more teachers in here. But you're up there now.
1: It would be nice to have someone teach us some of the extra, yeah, the trappings and exactly. the yeah, different things that we haven't really gotten into.
0: And we much. need to spar. That's yeah. what I'm like, Yeah. I'm scared we need, some, of it, we need yeah. headgear <laughs> and mouth guards. We just yeah. got to do it.
1: Yeah, we should. It'll happen. We should.
0: Because then that's all we'll ever want to do.
1: Yeah, you think it? Do you think we'd like Spark. it? Oh yeah, I'm a little scared of oh, it. Oh, you'll love and it. And I'm not scared of getting hit as much as I'm. I'm scared of hitting somebody. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm like. I mean, I'm scared of getting hit too. Yeah. But it's just once it's full contact, like I don't know how well I could like. And obviously, this is a skill level thing. Like I don't know how well I can control my body.
0: That's why it's so important because that's when you realize like when what do I get you hurt stressed somebody? out. I've sparred so many times, yeah. and it doesn't happen like that okay. because you don't hit a full, you don't. You're not trying to hit somebody as hard as you can. it's right. real light. It's real right. light in right. that regard. But the openings, right? And you, you know when somebody's getting you. You, you know what I mean? Got, got. Yeah, 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 I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, and then you see, like, when you throw those weird moves under stress, right? And then the more you do that, then the less you do those weird, funky things, right? The less la- the you stay up cool, by and yeah, yeah,
1: that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like even when we've done like. uh no no contact sparring yeah you know like i feel i feel confident like when we're like okay just doing drills like okay here's a, a combo that we're drilling mm-hmm. i feel like i can most things that we're working on now i feel pretty pretty confident and comfortable but then yeah if we were to go into like a even just like a, a no contact sparring thing mm-hmm. i get awkward and my body doesn't know what to do because it's right. it's all improv then right and, you know so, yeah, probably but then when it, it like your
0: vision opens up and you start seeing the whole picture and you get into that zone. I don't know that zone. See, I'm ready. Yeah, maybe we do need to get into See. it.
1: Yeah. Uh, OK, well, let's let's talk a bit about what, what you do in real life, too. Not that this isn't real life. Right. Um, but well, for actually, first of all, did you do athletics as because you're very athletic? Did you grow up you know doing what? that stuff
0: or? I never had the so I was always my mom made me you're gonna be on the soccer team, you're gonna do this and I could always make the team, but I never had the confidence to go out and get the ball or get okay. the never had the confidence. So I was always on the bench, real passive, real quiet. But did you
1: work out? I mean you say you did yoga.
0: I did yoga. I've always been amikinetic person, like yeah. I said, you know, I lived in Colorado for four years. I was, learned how to ski and right. I love skiing as a sport. That's when you got to get down to the bottom of that mountain, it's nothing but moguls and your legs are already burning. You just got to do it. Right. And that, and you got to get home, you know, and doing high, you know, stuff like that. You yeah. just put yourself out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but you, but you didn't have like a regular daily. No, um, I, no. I'd go to the gym, go to the, whatever the fuck that
0: you, know. Not. I mean, you know, here and there, I here belong there. to a gym, but yeah. that's, God, what am I going to do? Get on a treadmill. Right. Watch TV boring. and can't do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So, all right, let's, let's get into your real life. So, I know that you're in school for a PhD. Yeah. And I know it is, um, and I don't want to fuck this up, but it's biology in one way or another.
0: Very good. Okay. Tell me about Let it. Let me tell you something. So, I got my master's degree in 98 in plant pathology. I was 23 okay. years old. I got hired by Colorado State University to run this horticulture program out in the mountains in Eagle, Colorado. Disease,
1: plant diseases. Plant diseases. Okay. Yeah.
0: So people call me like, my aspens are dying. And I'd yeah. go out and be like, oh, well, I think it's this and this.
1: There's, I think there's a yeah. joke there with aspen. Oh.
0: your aspen died. Anyway. But then I, 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 I got this, well... I started to re... I felt like a pawn of the pesticide industry. Like, I, oh, no. I had to go to this training where the these people in black suits came in and told us how to handle emotional people dealing with GMOs, and this is what you're supposed to say, and there's never oh, any proof man. of this. And, and all of a sudden, I felt like I was looking around the room like, really? I like, us back I to know our there's...
1: DuPont discussion earlier. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know.
0: That triggered me deciding... I've been just by the books and straight line all my life. I don't know anything. And I sold every just sold what I had and had eight thousand dollars and then I just went traveling for a while. Oh wait this is after
1: Colorado? Yeah. So once those suits came in you were like I can't do this.
0: Well okay so let me there's one other little seg. Yeah. A couple months later I was I got this amazing opportunity to go to Israel um, and live with Israeli families and um, Arabic families as part of a professional exchange through the Rotary Club. And when I what was out that? there, the uh, it's, a, heard of that. it's a traditional business, it's like a merchant's businessmen's club. Okay. Like they would kind of like a lion's club kind of thing, but they try to support like professional world exchange. They do the polio plus program, like trying to rid polio in the world. Okay. They do some good things. But um, Anyway, going to Israel, that really was like, oh, I don't know anything about just, the world. I, I got to get out of these books and get out of this academia and just drop out.
1: But you were I mean, but you were you were working in college. It's not like you were still in school. You had you had Oh, I was getting paid. You were you, you had graduated. Yeah. did you go to school there or you went here?
0: I went to Purdue for my masters.
1: Purdue, okay. Maybe you said that. Nice. So and you and and then you were um You so you were in the world. I mean you were in Colorado. You didn't grow up in Colorado. Right, right.
0: right. But I really needed to get in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I need to let go of everything, put myself in an insecure situation, see how things hashed out. Right. I had to go on my little my journey for that time, you know, life. but you know, I had to figure out why everything was wrong with everything. Right. And I didn't, but, but 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 I came back here. After... Did you grow up here or Indiana or what? I grew up here. Okay. Yeah. My, okay. Yeah. I'm half Hoosier though, my dad's. Okay. But um, yeah, so I came back here and ended up thinking I was going to get a job elsewhere, 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 because at this point I loved being in a culture that wasn't my own. My mom wanted me to stay, stay, stay. She found me that job at St. Rita. Okay. Because I didn't know sign language. And she's like, look... It's a culture. It's not your own. They want, you can run a greenhouse. <laughs> you don't have to do anything for any, you know what I mean? So that's what and you were it was doing? You wonderful. were running the greenhouse there? I was, yeah, they had okay. a, I ran a greenhouse and outdoor learning lab program. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it cool. was fun. Yeah. But then I, I went back to school. So I went back to school after working there for about five years. Okay. And because it was my last chance. I'd been out of academia for so long. If I was really going to make a move this was it this was my last chance so
1: to to go, to get back into school and what
0: to but, get that ph to try like get back into grad school
1: and what does that mean like like for in your field like what, what what's the difference between a master's degree and a phd in terms of what you come out doing or what you what people will hire you for i assume that's why you're in there
0: yeah, Not I would love to like teach learning. on the I college mean, sure level. Do. Yeah, okay. And you really need a PhD to teach on the college level, right?
1: Yeah, I see. So that's is that the goal then? That's the goal of this degree. That is the goal. Okay, and you're that's already my teaching, right? Favorite part right? of the
0: program. I do the. I get the most amazing opportunity that suits me so much. And every summer, I teach for a program. I have kids who they're all from underrepresented groups, right? Because science is white in this country. I mean, it's there's. Not enough diver It's not balanced. It's not fair. We need well, more Neil deGrasse inclusion. Tyson, I mean, I mean neither know, what
1: Neil deGrasse Tyson is our one. Oh, honey,
0: finally, I know. <laughs> Love did. Neil deGrasse.
1: No, he's my favorite. Yeah,
0: but yeah. what I do? So it's a program that people from underrepresented groups going into STEM majors, right? Okay. So we what's, do what's STEM? Oh, majors? sorry. Uh, science, technology, engineering, and math. Okay. So coming in there's this like whole boot camp program that because we want to ensure excellence freshmen because that transition from college to freshman is difficult on everybody but if you have other constraints like maybe wait wait, college college i'm sorry high school to college high school to college college. yeah yeah. yeah. into freshman that transition
1: yeah
0: and it's beautiful
1: so you you're boot camping 18 year old kids basically yes what does that mean? In biology.
0: Okay. I teach them everything. Just like this is training. Just okay. like this is training for being in a fight. I train them how to be a biologist. Okay. In the school. They get, I take them on field trips. We go to the EPA. We go to Children's Hospital. We go to these, um, like, a biotech startup company. You know, we go around, and I take them out in the field and teach them how to use microscopes so every time they can find something... You know, like yes. teach them, so they don't have to hit those bumps, right? When their GPA depends on it, they don't feel like it.
1: fools when they go into school. Yeah. It's like, a residential
0: pro. It's it's a six weeks residential, seven weeks, and then they get a scholarship if they complete a, okay. it. Yeah, if they complete it, they get a scholarship. Sweet,
1: sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. And you've been doing that every every summer.
0: Uh, this will be my third year coming up. Okay. Yeah. Great. So if I can do something in that regard,
1: I would in addition love to. Do that. to College professing, or
0: uh, I would t- see. I'm not competitive as a researcher. I can't get the grants. I don't write well. My boss tells me, you know, I just get rejected. Don't don't, don't, I, don't
1: believe these things that people tell you.
0: Uh, right, I know it's a work in progress, yeah. like everything. I'm yeah. learning, but so, teaching is.
1: Wait, wait. So, so when you say as a researcher, so be part of being a professor. Professor is also doing re- researching things like such as. What we talked about before, like medical marijuana, say or whatever, like uses of that or yes. or whatever new new things that are based on plant.
0: All kinds. Of, there's yeah. The research field is more broad than we can ever imagine. Right. If I even started to tell you what I study, it would seem so like no. What? I, I, I
1: mean, that's what I'm asking <laughs> about next. That's what I'm asking <laughs> about next. But um, but you're saying you don't feel like you're competitive. In terms of what resume and like being like, this is what I want to study, I'm a fifth year
0: PhD student with no publications and I haven't brought any external money.
1: Okay, I see. And that's what they're looking at is someone that's going to bring in money basically for the school. Yeah, I see. Yeah, okay, that that makes sense. And for yourself,
0: that's what looks good on your CV. So I'm not competitive in that way. You know, there are some brilliant people in my program and they are going to go off to big schools and have their own labs and. Right. Make things happen.
1: So then, what does it look like for you? what What would you What would you hope for? Like more a more pedestrian teaching thing, like where you just that's what your focus is, and you're not necessarily working towards new technologies or something. Correct. Some shit, I want. Just, I
0: would want to be a teaching professor. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's noble. I mean, that's, inspiring. I yeah, yes. hmm
1: Very noble. Yeah. So what? Then let's go back and talk about actually what what the fuck that that you actually. Are into what's your focus? Because I know you, you know, you writing a, a, a I almost said dysentery. Dis,
0: dis, <laughs> it feels like dysentery a, sometimes.
1: A dissertation yeah. on something, and I know you were down in the Caribbean and shit studying something. Yeah. I don't know what
0: that was. That was I get these little side projects, right? Okay. So I'm not going to talk about my side projects. Okay. But okay. my main dissertation is understand, trying to understand. Um, so if you imagine like a population of something living in nature, right? If it's a healthy, thriving population, it's not gonna be one little population. It's gonna be a bunch of populations. And they individuals from one population, they move into other populations. That's called a population network.
1: You're we saying can, they will start other populations by, by spreading out, you They mean? can
0: if the habitat's there. But generally, like a, you know, you got the Mount Airy Deer population, right?
1: Okay, so we're talking about, are we talking Animals, about- Animals, natural flora plants. Flora or fauna, either. We could be talking
0: about anything. Okay. Fish, we could be talking about mushrooms. That population, whatever it is, every year, it might increase in size or decrease in size. And then the population that's, I don't know, 500 yards away might increase in size, decrease. You know, everything's increasing and decrease. it's Listen, everything in the whole world is waves. Even like how over time things increase and decrease. I studied things that would make them increase and decrease sim- synchronously at the same time.
1: Okay. So larger environmental effects...
0: Um, Yeah. So, for example, um, if you have, like, a big drought, right, everything's going to be decreasing at the same time.
1: Right. You know that. But when you say populations, are these populations, you know, miles away, or or are they—
0: It's scale independent. Okay. Right? So this is theoretical ecology. Okay. So basically what—so what I do is I I build these networks using— single-celled organisms, okay. the, in a the lab. Little, little paramecia that swim around. So I build these. Um, un, they're unnatural, but they allow us to test different things that could happen in a population network. And so what I'm trying to figure out is if one population and network goes extinct, like there's a fire or a chemical spill or something burns out that population, how does that affect the other populations that are in the same Neighborhood, so to speak, but are not,
1: but are not directly affected by that catastrophe. Correct. Okay, so,
0: so it'd be like an isolated thing happens here to this population. These populations over here. So, how we think that it would affect them is that when if one population goes away, you know, if they're all dispersing around, kind of, well, now those dispersers aren't there anymore.
1: D- those dispersers so they you mean because these other populations don't have contact anymore with the co- the population that's extinct because it's
0: gone so yeah. individuals are removed from the whole system right so basically if you remove all those individuals so you're at getting the same rid of time, diversity
1: then to an extent
0: well we're only talking about one species we're talking about right sure sure so. but even
1: within that species i mean perhaps
0: like, some genetic diversity yeah because
1: yeah. you know depending on how long they've been apart they may have developed some sort of
0: that's true. Yeah, it could it could create like a, a barrier. You know, if it's a big space, then you could end up bisecting those populations, and then they could continue on evolving separately. That's true. Like, like Madagascar
1: or some okay. shit. Is
0: that like the car- the thing the cartoon? No, not the
1: cartoon. I mean like the 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 actual island or like you know like any of these like like Australia or some shit like. Where you have oh fusions. that kind of
0: separation yeah like oh, well, been, like land breaking off right. separation.
1: They, they got broke off a yes. long time ago so then they yes. developed separately yeah but well, that's a whole another thing that I sure guess is. but it's very that's, interesting
0: yeah biodiversity through the geological time right and that's another thing I'm studying is are we currently in the sixth mass extinction
1: and what do you think about that listen well hold on hold on mass extinction we're gonna put a pin there. What did you discover about this? So if one, have you, or have you not gotten there yet? If, if, if one of these pockets of population gets extinct, what does it do to the other groups?
0: Well, so this is what I'm working on, right? And it takes a long time to, and I don't even want to go into how I got to work on this. But here's what I think. I think that if one population goes extinct in the population network, mm-hmm. if it's a small population, it won't have much effect but if it's a big population it can have a big effect. And what can happen is if that big population was a source of immigrants into the other populations and then that so big population is
1: If the other populations are sort of outgrowths of that larger population you mean?
0: Uh, if well let's say you have a big beautiful habitat area, yeah. right? But then somebody goes over here and makes a farm. And then there's another little patch of habitat area down the road. Right. Right. So then you could have maybe a population of butterflies living here and a population of butterflies living down there. And then because this one's so big and supports so many, because, you know, we'll make more babies than the earth can handle, right? I mm-hmm. mean, we'll, so they will too. And then other yeah. things just keep them in check. So one of the things that keeps this population in the big area, you know, going okay is some of it, them disperse down to the other zone. I see. You know what I mean? And kind of keep that area going. Yeah. So if this big one then suddenly goes away then that's going to affect the population densities of the other populations. Because they're not getting seeded in the same way. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then it can also synchronize synchronize how they increase and decrease. And because populations are always increasing and decreasing, if they're all decreasing at the same time, then the whole network has high extinction risk. Right. So basically... If my work amounts to something, sometime down the road, it would be to protect populations versus just protecting species. Okay. Like moving towards, you know. Right. No, you yeah. can't.
1: Even though there are. Even deers, though there's these
0: other populations right. down there and down the road, right. you still can't convert this land because it's important in maintaining the dynamics of these populations and right. the whole network.
1: Right. That are unique in, their, in some way. Yeah. You know, yeah. Deer are deer, but these deer or are Or
0: butterflies or. Or butterflies or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so, and you, how do you study this with single-celled organisms? Like petri dishes that are separated by a certain amount? Glass or, or? flasks. Okay.
0: Connected by um, tubing. So p- the Paramecian 1 population can swim over into other habitats, and I only keep the food in the habitats, like the migration corridor. They can't hang out there and make that a habitat, really, because I, f- I feed them bacteria that can't swim, and I put them, like, in a certain place. Okay. So, so
1: and, and you've discovered that that seems true that if the larger one is it, it goes away then it, it really affects the other ones but a smaller one can get picked off and not affect I think the so okay yeah that makes sense to me logically all right right are we in the sixth extinction period
0: the sixth mass extinction so they say there have been five mass extinctions uh-huh. in the history of earth right and there's a lot of people, now, a lot of ecologists, it's taught in colleges, it's in textbooks that many scientists now believe we are currently in the sixth mass mm-hmm. extinction.
1: Neil deGrasse talked about it.
0: He did, I know! Yeah. When I was right working on this paper, <laughs> I'm like, even Neil deGrasse Tyson's talking about it. Yeah. It's out there. Everybody's using it. Yeah. But how appropriate is it to use such doomsday? Well, I mean, if we have a group in the world right now that's trying to create the apocalypse, <laughs> right. are we going to talk about that we're already creating it. And anyway, I just look at the, the math that's used to f- make these statements and I found some issues with the math.
1: <laughs> some issues with the math about what, when this might occur or, or like? Um,
0: no, so they, okay, so here, basically here's the consensus, right? And the reason I'm getting my PhD one of them is I want to be able to say, when I say we're fucking shit up, that people believe me because I have a PhD. I mean, we know, we know. Is yeah. bad out there, right? Yeah. And Scientists we could agree. call. I mean, it's we are not treating this planet well, mm-hmm. right? A mass extinction, though, if you depending on what definition you use, you're talking 75 percent of all life on Earth is going away now. But in geological mass extinctions, that can happen over 200 million years. Mm-hmm. So, based on our condensed time scale, it is dramatic and drastic what we're doing. But
1: but but. but. Okay, so you're saying... But let me tell
0: you what what the missing thing is. Yeah. Within each species, individuals remain, right? They're not extinct yet. So many things are endangered, highly threatened with extinction right now. But there's still time. We could turn things around. But if we are using this language that says we are in the you know, we are currently in the sixth mass extinction, I feel like that language, first of all, it's even the reviews and the science... The main reviews that people cite. Their conclusion in those papers is: we still have time. If we lose all of those species that are mm-hmm. currently listed as threatened with extinction, if we lose all of them in the next 250 years, we will have created the sixth mass extinction. But right now, well, they're still so around.
1: Time. But you're saying because these are gone, us and other large mammals and things are going to die off because we're at the top of the food chain, and if the bottom's gone it's going to topple
0: you have to think about all of the services that these species provide absolutely you know bats for oh bats are in Mm -hmm. big trouble right bats eat mosquitoes um yeah things that are at top of the food chain so the big animals the polar bears when they go down then the herbivores really explode Mm -hmm. and overeat vegetation you know that happens in the
1: so what does this mean i mean obviously we got to go easy but i mean this take this harkens me back to last week's podcast where we had my brother and myself and my friend Doug who are not science people but are very interested in science stuff talking about my brother was talking about basically um, stuff that he's been reading about I mean it's different it's off topic but but it's also related about the rate of um I want' to say knowledge or or just the 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 rate of basically artificial evolution with people with humans and how that
0: do you mean how people manipulate species yeah how
1: people manipulate the the world because it goes good and bad and he was talking about both I guess but that also goes into why we could be in a you know in, in ex, we because we're still in, in a in a state of extinction because we're still basically dealing with things with a 19th century mentality, right? Industrial.
0: Um, well, I think that we just, I, I, I don't under, I, I guess I can't, what is the mentality with which we just allow economic um, gain to supersede, like short-term economic gain to be more important than long-term sustainability of the planet? Right. Um, that That's how I see it. So I think I it's see, that short-sightedness. I see that as, see it, that it, as
1: 19th century thinking. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, like, we can do this. Let's do this. With, like, just turning a blind eye to, to the effects of it. We
0: are shifting away because I do know in the 1800s, you know, when people... You've got to think, if we're just coming out of nature, we're terrified of nature. Nature's been killing us, and so we, we get civilized, we get together, and then, you know, there's swamps. Shit, drain those. Right. Because that's going to make... That's going to kill us. Right. All the rivers... Well, well let's just channel them over here because we don't want them you Which know, so you know not realizing how interconnected and meanwhile killing all the people that realize how interconnected right. everything is right
1: um but that's i mean that goes into what what people have been told through religion i guess you know to go into that realm not to jump around too much but like absolutely it's right. totally related to that it's like okay we are Manifest living on dense, this earth this but we're yours. not exactly We're living on this earth, but we're not of it. We're, we're, you know, we're God's chosen thing. And like, we're, this is all for us to, to
0: That was some ego that wrote that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Unless it's coming also with the wisdom of it's your responsibility to manage it.
1: Right. 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 Which, I mean, it does say that probably, um, I, I imagine, but (laughs) but people don't remember that part.
0: Yeah. Especially when it serves immediate gain. Exactly. And this is what I need right now.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I get that way too I think because you know I'm going through what I'm going through you know with being a you know divorce and making it on my stipend right now in this beautiful house that I have which is also a little urban farm
1: mm-hmm.
0: that you need to come check out I do yeah um, I think of immediate things sometimes like alright I got 20 bucks <laughs> Right. <laughs> I need to get so, you know, you know have let me play these right carrots now. real quick right Yeah. right <laughs> Versus like long-term, I don't know. Or like at Christmas time, I don't have that much time. I'm going to spend it because I just want to have something good for my daughter versus I'm going to hold on to it right. for my property taxes. Right. You know, so I can see that when you feel that pressure and that crunch, you make immediate decisions. Right. But once you, as a society, you know, we've been in a place where we can be more thoughtful. But, and, but I, what yeah, I,
1: I, just, I just think there's also like people don't give a fuck. People think in the short term, yeah. and and they think about and there's a lot of greed yeah. in the world, and there's a lot of like
0: disconnect from nature too. Disconnect from
1: nature, so th- yeah, they're not considering how how everything is connected, like you said, like
0: especially in this industrial belt here. Mm-hmm. I I didn't realize how in your face nature could be until I moved out west. I d- it's like the infrastructure here is our foreground and nature yep. is in the background, yep. but go somewhere else where the nature's in your face. Absolutely. Absolutely, and you're just a trickle around
1: it. I mean, anywhere, basically, like I don't want to say west of the Mississippi, but like you know, the Midwest. You know, everything seems to be all cordoned off into corns and corn and wheat fields or whatever. But yeah, once you get to the Wild West, like yeah, Colorado, you know, any of that that southwesty area, mm-hmm. Utah, whatever, mm-hmm. all that shit, and then on on west of that, it does feel wild. You feel mm-hmm. you feel that. Uh, it's a bit untamed, and and yeah, you you come back here and it feels almost like there's a a, a gray, a deadened quality to it. It's it's already been snuffed out or something like that, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, sad, but yeah. <laughs> so, what's the answer? What, what? I mean, you know, what what what's what are we supposed to do? Obviously,
0: train in martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> Train in martial arts and try to stay positive and pass on kindness. Mm-hmm. That's what I figure. That's all you really can do is pass on kindness. Not not judge people for what they're doing if it's throwing away some wrappers or, <laughs> you know what I'm? Mean? Right. I don't know. Just try to be compassionate. Is that irk you when you
1: see someone do that? What do you what do you say something if you see somebody throw away a wrapper on the ground?
0: Somehow like, oh you dropped this. If I can, <laughs> but I'll get it for you. I'll get it for you.
1: You fo- follow them with a chip yeah. bag like you dropped this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good um okay but it
0: would be nice if people who were really doing the worst stuff were held accountable
1: and corruption
0: was but you know that's that's a big world of corruption out there that's a big thing and as
1: an individual it is hard to affect change in that for something that's so I mean people do it Aaron Brockovich or whatever the fuck I don't know I don't remember what that movie was about but I think it was about someone that was dealing with Right. right.
0: That's the balance, right? Whenever someone is choked enough, yeah. they will stand up and fight. Right. But I'm kinda comfortable still. You know right. what I'm saying? So yeah. and I gotta still get my stipend. I gotta work on this PhD, so I can't really get up and right. take it on like that. And I can I accept that
1: now. Do you want to at some point? Is that is that like
0: you know I mean, you have people, my fantasy I mean, dream job yeah. would be like, All right, Megan, we're getting this helicopter, we're gonna Fly over the Amazon. There's some poachers down there. We're going to repel you down. You're going to take them out.
1: I'm like, all right. I would love that. Nice. I like that.
0: Now, if that was reality, I'd probably be in the helicopter like, no, I'm staying in. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, you Hold know, me.
1: I, think, I think people like, like, again, to mention our, our guy Neil again, you know, I mean, that, that's what he has in mind. He's affecting change By being a mainstream character that, you know, kids watch Cosmos or whatever. And he's always preaching about all that shit, you know. Right. And
0: this is what I want to do in college classrooms. And that's what I do in my bridge program. There's that too. I show people all the fascinating things that are going on, especially microbiology. I mean, that Mm -hmm. is my field. I love it. Um, And if I can do that in an audience of 200 college students and convince them to become scientists and believe in themselves Mm -hmm. and and think, you know, be part of that process. Yeah, that's what I want to do.
1: I mean, but that already not to minimize that, because that's important. But those are already kids who show somewhat of an interest in that world and are already probably understand that everything's interconnected, right? how do you how do you get mm, to not people necessarily. Maybe not necessarily maybe and not.
0: there's a lot of not very good teaching going on where it's still very linear and overheads and right. memorize this list and that doesn't connect you. that's true to that's true the process
1: how do you get to people though that really don't give a fuck and don't even want to know about you know
0: you meet them where they're at yeah if you can you know what i mean or you don't meet them at all if that's not your time to intervene right um, don't meet them at all or meet them where they're at see, you're see what so, they're
1: into you've taken these martial arts in, into your life and I think that's great you know I mean, just the yeah the, the, the allowing the energy to flow
0: it's a work in progress I was thinking you know I mean I, I'm, I'm a beginner I feel like I was like yeah me and Yoni we're beginners but we're advanced beginners you know what a, I mean you're
1: a, not really a beginner wow well, I'm a beginner you, you, wow well, you're more advanced
0: We'll see. We'll see when we get sparring. (laughs)
1: Okay. (laughs) Um, But what were you going to say, though?
0: I don't know. About what?
1: About being beginners.
0: Oh, just that we're advanced beginners. But we have decades ahead of us. Right. Decades. I mean, we might not be doing this thing together, but each of us in our paths in martial arts to train. I mean, I want to get in here. You know, with those uh, Qigong guys. Mm-hmm. I wanna learn some Qigong and Aikido. I wanna branch out when mm-hmm. the time permits. It's not, it really is nice. And
1: you know, I, I, I've, I've had it in my mind for a long time to get into something like this. And I've told you my, my buddy Tony kind of, you know, showed me a few little thing, Kung Fu things, you know, that, cause I was interested in it. Um, but yeah, something about it, and it really does—it—it it hits the spot for me.
0: Multiple levels, yeah. And it, it links right into yoga. It does. With the form and the balance and the stretching and definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's more
1: explosive, you know. And it's and
0: channeling that energy mm-hmm. with intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In one in one area, like in yoga, it kind of like all goes out in a sphere, but here you direct it to a point.
1: To me, they're part—they're perfect counterpoints. You yes. know what I'm saying? they're they're yes. they're. they're, they're interlocking melodies. Yes. That, that work well together. I agree. Yeah. hmm Because I, yeah, it's, I, the, the yoga really centers me, and this centers me too, but this also gets at that aggression that I have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it gets your heart rate up. you got to go to gas. Up. Yeah. you yeah. got to get gassed out every, you know, a few times a week is good for you. Get your mitochondria working because you know that the more your mitochondria, your, your mitochondria what they do is, you know, they break down the the sugar and burn the oxygen and and if you use your mitochondria they make more okay so then that's how your metabolism increases by making more mitochondria
1: so this is good for my for my fatness
0: (laughs) is you don't have fatness i know i did i was a good it's good for your cells it's good for your cells Good. Cuz like a muscle cell can have 9 mitochondria or 200 mitochondria. Okay. Working for you. I want 200. I even talked to them like, "You in there dividing. I need you."
1: Do you think that that works? I've actually been thinking about that lately. This is a totally off topic, but I've been thinking about the idea of talking to my body. With, Absolutely. With my mind. I do it. Yeah? I do it. Do you think it works? Yeah. Because you should have control. If this is the 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 command center Mm -hmm. for your body, Mm -hmm. you should have control all all, 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 over all those little areas. Brain,
0: nervous system, cells. I do. I I was have not always been kind to myself. Right. But I'm kind to myself on the cellular level. (laughs) I talk to them. I you know, and when I'm not present, I talk to myself about that. I I don't know. You got to be a team with yourself. You're. Mm -hmm. uh, 10, 10 trillion cells.
1: What about the, the the biology living on you, which is even more, right?
0: Because we're only ten percent human cells. Isn't that right? Ten percent. That's crazy. So that's, we're ecosystems. That's that, isn't that nuts? In in, in in our consciousness, I mean, just because we can't measure it yet, doesn't mean it doesn't exist, and it doesn't mean that it doesn't have force just because we can't measure it.
1: Uh, you say you're saying consciousness consciousness as a, as a separate. Um, uh, as how the message is getting delivered
0: to myself right right mm-hmm.
1: it's but no I, I think it's de- I mean it's de- it's, it, it's electronic activity right consciousness yeah. somehow yeah it's energy somehow yeah there's
0: voltage involved Yes. yeah, Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely
1: and, and we have there. we each have our electromagnetic you know uh, field Force, our field yep. yeah yeah uh,
0: I imagine that field sometimes when I'm walking yeah I go for a little walk every day and I picture the field around me and the energy moving through and nice yeah and you can train within that field right that's because that sphere that's is what here. qigong is right probably see i don't know enough about it
1: i think so hmm. i think you're really you're playing i think i mean that's my understanding
0: playing in the sphere yeah 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 where your center line is the the spiral the center of i the think spiral. so the yeah. center yeah the center of the storm mm.
1: um, i like that well, what, what else? I mean, we we got a uh, that's a lot of stuff, dude. What did, what do we what do we miss? Is there are, are there uh, glare? Is it blaring or gla- glaring things <laughs> that I, that I missed in your life and stuff like that?
0: I don't know. What about motherhood? Oh yeah, it's a wonderful opportunity to pass on kindness and see how well kindness works. I have such a kind child, very thoughtful and. We get along great. She's eight years old, and if I ask her to do something, she says, oh, "Okay." I explain everything to her. I I teach her about bodies, and you know, we need. She, she watches me change my tampon. I mean, maybe that's too gross for this, but I teach her about these things. Like this is what's yeah. coming up. You know, I, you know, this is life. This is biology, and
1: that's beautiful. I think actually. Yeah, I'm teaching yeah.
0: her how to be a, a strong, confident woman.
1: Mm-hmm. And. Um, is that something that was it a surprise when it happened or, or was it something that you planned out?
0: I kind of came home wanting to have a baby.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: it's, and I, yeah, I met Chris and, and it was a real fast, like we were pregnant. God, six months. Okay. Yeah. But it, how do you know if it's it right? It seemed right. Yeah. Yeah. My, fr- I was married another time. I just, I was a late bloomer. I really didn't have a, Boyfriend until my first boyfriend in college because I was just kind of trained that way. Like okay. everything's... they're just using you know. To stay re- away from them. And... Religious or it's funny. My family wasn't religious, but it's like they adopted those Christian judgment things, okay. right? Shit, so yeah. I was kind of trained. The, ba- all Plus, the bad. Plus, I was parts jumped when I was parts. eight, and it was sexual, and it was horrible, and that really? was like the beginning of my bullying. And so, so I kind of went into this like shut down mode, and then. When this guy met in college, he was a mate, like six feet eight, football player, and he liked me. And it wasn't a great relationship. I didn't know myself. I wasn't good in a relationship. I didn't yeah. know, you know. But we ended up getting married after being together for four five years. That was your first husband? Yeah. Okay. But then after a year, we just, we split. It seems wrong. Yeah.
1: So can I ask you more about that incident or about that time period about getting bullied and stuff? Sure. I mean, like, talk more about it.
0: So I grew up in Forest Park, and that was one of the suburbs of Cincinnati that was being racially integrated in the late 70s, early 80s. And I think it was a confusing time. Um, Like, my parents wanted me to be raised in a diverse environment, but at the same time, it was, you know, still kind of segregated a little bit in Forest Park. And then in school, I don't know. I guess I didn't have a lot of confidence, but some boys were giving me attention, and um, I don't know. One day, my girlfriend and I, we were riding bicycles, and uh, we we were riding bicycles, and these guys that I knew from school came up by us, and they said, oh, we're going to ride down to the big school, and so we rode down to the big school, and this one kid who was in fourth grade, I mean, I was eight, he was in my grade, and he said, uh, he was like, hey, let's play chase and fuck. And that's what me and my friend said, and my friend was four years old. I mean, we, we knew what that meant, you know what I'm saying? You knew so, what that meant. Yeah, yeah, we went like a foreign word. Yeah. But so we just like started riding, taking off on our bikes, and one of the boys had a their first grade brother with them, and uh, so we were riding our bikes, and the school had a funky shape the, to wait, it. Wait, the boy,
1: those boys were also fourth graders?
0: Uh they were first through sixth. Okay. So there was a range. There was like yeah. there was eight of them. Okay and then so the first girl though and they were kind of you know we knew him from school and the first the boy was, i was like mister don't tell him we're over here because so we got off our bikes and we're hidden behind this wall and he was like hey they're over here and that's some, when what, it got some bad guy,
1: some random guy
0: no miss the little boy he was a first grade oh, he was his, little name brother. Was mister. his name was mr oh, oh i see i see And the guy who his name was priest his name was priest love and mr love and then derek the one who said let's chase him Fuck, i heard he became a Minister, okay. Like I don't, I don't know anything about these guys anymore. But now, as an adult, I can say, what did they go through? Right. Like, you know what created that, that yeah. in them? Right. So
1: I'm sorry. But
0: so yeah. here's the weird thing: is that after that, because we kind of, you know, they did things, but it, and I don't want to go into graphic details sure, or anything, sure. but it wasn't like this horrible penetration thing because they were right. kids and they Their didn't really boys, know. So it wasn't well, that yeah. kind of injury, yeah. but. So we. But you, had, you
1: were with your friend. You I know.
0: was with my friend. Yeah. And she was being held down, too. And, yeah. But then I don't know how we got away. And then I didn't say anything that day. And then the next day I was at home. And oh, the knock on the door, and it was this girl. She said, oh, I, I heard something happen in the woods yesterday. And I was like, oh. She was like, let's go for a walk. And so we walked back towards the school. There they all were, again, waiting for me. Oh my God. But it was more of them. And they were like, you fucking whore, you wanted to fuck us in the woods. Oh my God. And then, So hold on, um, this
1: girl was bait, was bait? Yeah. To bring you back? Yeah. Oh my God.
0: And so then I ran, like it was just the fight. I just ran all the way home. And by the time I got in the house and threw open the door, I was hyperventilating. And my mom had some people over for lunch or something. And she was like, what is the matter with you? And I was like, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then I just couldn't stop hyperventilating and whatever. And she came up. She was like, I'm calling the cops if you don't tell me what's the matter with you. I said, I'll tell you, but you can't call the cops. Well, that was it. That was the end of my voice because once, I don't even remember what I told her, but then it was cops and then it was people and then it was not happening. You know what I mean? And then I was going to another school and...
1: So, but those kids were still around, and did they bully you after that because oh, okay. you told so, them?
0: Well, yeah, so my mom, this was a Saturday. And my mom was like, you're going back to school. Nobody's going to remember. No, it's Nothing happened. And so, I don't know. So Even I mean, after
1: the cops, like, went to those kids' houses and talked to the their one parents one fourth grader had to
0: go sit in jail for two days. Oh, my God. And then they were on probation. And so, they had me take all these tests to get into gifted programs, and I wasn't really gifted, but they shuttled me into the art program I was the worst art artist in the class Yeah. but it was at this it was at Green Hill School and it was all white so that was a totally different so it was a racial thing
1: with these black kids and
0: they were black kids okay and yeah. it was
1: the two you were like white girls it yeah. was like a like,
0: I don't know a, a, that it was racial it was just it thing. was opportunistic or something it was circumstantial yeah but I think because we came from different cultures or things were, you know it was just different you didn't know how to communicate our parents didn't know how to communicate with their parents right we didn't know how to be a community and solve a problem right it was kind of like these kids need to be punished right you know so um
1: so that that probably came right and the, the racial thing couldn't have helped the whole situation in terms of the adults and everything too with the, all the tension probably in the neighborhood already with the forced, it was, was it like forced integration kind of thing? No, not forced schools? integration. Because I know they did that in the 70s. Yeah. The schools no,
0: there. I just think Forest Park was getting integrated. I don't yeah. know. People were moving out. I see. Um, I don't know. Maybe there was more econ- economic opportunity in the 80s. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but then I went to an all-white school for a year, but then the art program moved back to Forest Park. Okay. So then I just went away for a year, and then we were all kind of back together again. With those same kids? Yeah. Okay. Well, so sixth grade it came back, and those kids, because Wenton Woods went up to sixth grade at the time. So, but what I did was, having been in this, okay, trauma, shut it down, go to all white school. That was weird. Come back. So now I'm going to make friends with the meanest girls I can find because I'm scared. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that wasn't good. They were bullying me. I I didn't have enough. I didn't have a spine. They weren't really my friends, and I, I'm sure I didn't know how to be a good friend either, or stand yeah. up for myself. So it was just a bad
1: combination. Mm-hmm. So, and then this. And went then on. those kids
0: came back in seventh grade, and then then I kind of started hanging out with skater people and was it finance better some after crew, that in and then high it school? was yeah, and then well, my parents moved to Westchester when I was in high school, and then you're there
1: with rich kids. <sighs> yeah, in, that in was all, Then it was
0: all white and rich, and
1: yeah, and, and, and then you were. Yeah, you yeah. go from being one and thing in another yeah. school to another thing in another school.
0: And all I knew is I had to get out of here, right? So yeah. college, grad school, Colorado, drop everything, sell everything, hit the organic farms right. in the world, and right, come back and reboot.
1: So now, full circle, your daughter's that age.
0: I know this. You know
1: how? You know what do you do? Went you know to see not obviously you know not to say that anything terrible is going to happen or you know is happening or whatever but do you feel like you have this like tension or or, or fear about you know her being bullied or her be- you know things like that
0: you know I'm I can sniff out if some bully actions go I talked to Simone all this see they didn't talk about bullies in in our day you know what I'm saying it yeah, was more like a thing. just yeah. either fight them or whatever you got to do yeah. ignore them like they didn't know how I teach her skills. Because there was a way to be with a bully, and you know, in kindergarten on the bus, she had a little bullying issues, and I, I gave her some, you know, because there's a way you gotta sit, and a way you gotta look, and some things you can say, and you know, be assertive. Yeah, yeah. So she's she's doing great now. Not that she she's in a such a good school, man. Yeah, it's, that makes it easier. She's a huge just difference. lucky. Yeah, it's that gifted academy. Uh-huh. They skim the t- people who do the top five percent. There's no bullies. Right. That's not an issue at that yeah. point. Yeah. But in life, you know, life is always about g- having good relations and, yeah. you know, respect people and have confidence in people and have boundaries. Yes. And that's what I teach her. Okay. Yeah.
1: And there's always going to be conflict. And, you know, it, it is hard to know. I, you know, I remember when I first started encountering conflict in any, in any way, even if, you know, I remember the first time a teacher yelled at me. About nothing, you know, about whatever, like, you know, and, and how, how the hair stood up on the back of my neck, you know what I mean? How it was just so, Yeah. because I had never felt that, that feeling before being called out. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time, you know, a kid teased me at school or something. I was not bullied, Mm -hmm. so I don't, I didn't have that experience exactly, but I, I, I had this like, I'm going to be. Out of the way so that no one notices me, mm-hmm. so that I'm not bullied. We all thing. have
0: our survival mechanisms. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So everyone has to deal with conflict in one way or another because, you know, humans, you know, we're not going to all have the same goals and the same desires. So so somebody's going to, there's always going to be that tension. So how do you Yet deal with until it? Until there's always, not the
0: tension, and you can create that too with good right. communication. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: And martial arts is so key for that so you don't get that amped up feeling if right. you're being confronted but you don't defusing, change diffusing right? situations you yeah. disarm them with yeah. just respect Kill and them with listening. kindness or whatever I'm not going to kiss anybody's <laughs> ass but yeah, yeah 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 I think that phrased me no, yeah
1: <laughs> yes well uh, yeah I, anything else I think that's good that was great a lot of great stuff and, good, information yeah. and, and, and good feelings um,
0: I enjoyed it good i'm glad i had no idea what would happen
1: this this evening this is what it is
0: yeah
1: well i've been sitting here on the floor at the dojo with megan gross and uh we're gonna we're gonna sign off say bye to the, the folks out in the world
0: goodbye folks have a good night
1: Thank you guys very much. I was so delighted to have Megan on on the, uh, the podcast. I've been training with her, as she said, since August and really haven't gotten a chance to get to know her. So this was kind of my excuse to do that. Um, and and, uh, and I, I really, really enjoyed talking to her and hope that we can, we can talk some more and get to know each other some more as we go on fighting each other or punching each other in the hands. And mitts, and maybe soon the face, as per her request, not mine. Um, so, thank you guys for listening. The Wandering Wolf Podcast. com. Go there, buy a t shirt, donate to the podcast, uh, buy, buy some some of my music, stuff like that. And also, I want to say that when I get home, it's going to be time for episode one hundred. Believe it or not the fucking wandering wolf centennial is happening very soon very soon so i i mentioned this a while ago probably not many of you remember but i'm thinking of doing a call-in show and i've had a guy that offered to help me figure out how to do that um please stay keep keep uh keep stay tuned for, for, for how we're gonna do that. If you're interested in doing that, listen to the next two episodes cause I'll start to figure out how it's gonna work. Obviously I don't have my shit quite together yet, but the guy knows how to do it so I can figure that out. And um, it'll be, we'll do it like during the week before it's gonna come out. So we'll probably take maybe, maybe we'll, t- we'll take the, the Saturday afternoon or the Sunday afternoon and, uh, and take calls. And, and, just, and just do it all live and uh, ha- take one caller after another and we'll talk about issues and subjects that we've discussed throughout the first hundred episodes. So any, take any episode, any, 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 anything that, that was discussed in any episode and we'll get into that. You can have, you know, have your response to it, you can ask me extra questions um, and we can just uh, go, go a little further into some of those, those, uh, ter- those, those slightly charted territories. All right, you guys, have a great week. I'll be coming to you next week again from here, Costa Rica. I I don't know exactly who's going to be on the podcast or if I'm going to have a guest at all. It may just be me talking. Hopefully that's good enough for you. We'll see what we can do. You guys, have a great week. Keep wandering. I'm like, 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 oh, thanks, buddy. (laughs) Or something like that.